provide the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. If a 10-pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Two douchebags. One microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Christopher. Welcome. All right. Well, let's see. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, it's a lovely day here down at the city market again. Yeah. Yes, it is. We're down at home base. Yes. So, anyhow, uh, let's see. We want to talk a little NFL, and specifically Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Okay, the date and time is, is right now it's December 5th, and uh, so yesterday was the big rematch between the uh, Bengals and the Chiefs. Yep. And, uh, you know, and there's a lot of hubbub about it because they beat us twice. Actually, they beat us all three times this year. Yeah. That's... When other teams can't get close. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of people specifically was honing in on Travis Kelsey, hating him. Poor guy. I know. How many games has that guy won us this year? Oh, no kidding. He's probably won us three games. Last year, the miracle 13 seconds was for him. There was no win. We were going home. That's Mm -hmm. it. We weren't making it to the championship game. Yeah. So, all this hate that I hear towards him, people like, fuck him and all that. Oh, yeah, you're playing into the, I mean, that's the reaction that the media coverage was trying to get. Yeah, Romo's over there fucking motherfucking him, and they're yeah. showing a close-up of his face. Uh-huh. What a bunch of fucking idiots. CBS, fuck you guys. And, you know, half of those close-up shots of Kelsey were probably recorded the first time they went to him. He's yes. probably over it by then, but they were showing you previously recorded clips. He was thinking of ways to yeah. fucking win. Uh-huh. So, so they another creative editing. <laughs> Kelsey has something Tony Romo's never fucking had or sniffed. A Super Bowl ring. Yes. So fuck you, Romo. You're only, a stupid piece of shit. The only thing Romo has sniffed is that idiot ex-girlfriend of his, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> that says it all right there. Yes. Yeah. Romo's a stupid son of a bitch. And the way he handles his broadcast is uh, ridiculous. But he's, he's acting like a weasel, always trying to attach himself to whatever's the most popular. Yeah. And he's a, he's more than happy to bag on the Chiefs every opportunity he gets yes. until the Chiefs turn it around, and then it's like, oh, well, yeah, they're That's great. Mahomes. They're great. They're wonderful. So, yeah, he's... We knew this was going to happen. He's always looking to see which way the wind is blowing so he yes. can jump on onto whatever's current fashion. And maybe CBS told him to do that. I don't know. Could be. But it's not a very good look, and it's not a very intelligent look either. And even if he was told to do it that way, he can always say no and go home. Yeah. But yes. he chooses to whore himself well, out to the, the <laughs> network coverage. Come dumping, uh, like uh, we're talking about Deion Sanders and the Aflac. And oh, my God. Saban. Well, now, I mean, he was hired in at Colorado as their head coach. And I'm, I'm, I would really like to see the Colorado football players get every Aflac commercial where Deion Sanders is acting like a total moron and play it in the locker room and then say, okay, this coach, now guy. coach us. <laughs> is there going to be a little duck following you around going, ah, fuck. A little goat saying, yeah. What a fucked up commercial. Yeah. Endorsement whore Deion Sanders, now hired as Colorado's football coach. But, no, this whole, uh, this whole motherfucking Travis Kelsey thing is just fucking ridiculous. It is. It is. It, you know, looking for someone to blame. Yeah. And intelligent Chiefs fans, well-versed Chiefs fans, uh, people with an ounce of compassion and empathy realize that it's, it's all crap and Kelsey is a great player and he feels bad and we should all move on. Yeah, and another thing is timing is everything, too. Yeah. Um, so, the, we got away with a couple. The Tennessee game <laughs> and the San Diego game. Mm-hmm. That could have easily went the other way. Both yeah, games. Absolutely. There's a couple other ones in there, too, that were really close. Yep. All those games could have went another way. And Kelsey was a big part of making those wins. Mm-hmm. What was that game recently where he caught the Four only two touchdown, touchdown passes oh, in yeah, the game? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like the game before this. Yeah. Rams, I think. Yeah. Or Chargers? No. Uh, Rams, Rams or Chargers? Rams. Chargers yeah. were first. Well, one of those two. Yeah. yeah. One of those. He, yeah, his were the only two touchdowns. Yeah. And now you're going to bash him because some 
enormously strong guy who practices eight hours a day ripping footballs out managed to rip the football out. I mean, that's yeah. what he gets paid for. Look, I, I mean, Kelsey's doing what he does all his fucking life and all his career, mm-hmm. overachieving. Yeah. So when he wouldn't go down, if he would have broke free and got a touchdown, there would have been like that. That guy's the greatest player ever. Yeah. But it don't always turn out like that. No, there is risk with, with the reward. Yeah. And yesterday and was an example of the risk. Every now and then I'll take someone's going to have your number. Yeah. Now, I'll take Travis Kelsey any day. His downside is very small compared to his upside. And let me tell you another thing, too. All 32 teams would take him, too. Oh, yeah. In a hot second. Yes, absolutely. So, anyhow, get off his jock, you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, so. I, I thought it was funny that, not funny in a laughable sort of way, but I know what you mean. ironic that, that the Chiefs were getting ineligible downfield calls against them a couple of times this week and then some other ones recently. There was one that was BS because the guy was engaged in a block Mm -hmm. and you're allowed to be downfield if you're actively blocking. Yeah. But (laughs) Mahomes runs around forever in a day and those linemen are like, I got to hit somebody. Yeah. (laughs) So they wind up 10 yards downfield and oops, you can't do that. Well, I mean, let's face it, that was kind of a tic-tac call too. I mean, he didn't have to fucking do that. Yeah. And it's not like anyone, you know, any defender was on him being distracted. Exactly. By being That's what I'm he just wandered around going, when's this play going to be over? Yeah. <laughs> For that matter, if you just want to put different colored jerseys on them, then you don't have to worry about them. They can run anywhere they want. They can run downfield to blocks. Like, oh, different colored jersey, he's not catching the ball. You don't have to worry about him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that whole thing was ridiculous. But anyhow, I mean, that's the way it is. Take the good with the bad, you know. Um, I saw some questionable uh, roughing the passer calls, not just on the Chiefs game, but every game I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, remember, I can't remember which game it was, but it was towards the end, and the quarterback was scrambling. And there were defenders all around him, and it's like they were scared to touch him because they didn't yeah. want – the game was almost won. This guy was, you know, trying to last-ditch attempts to rally his team. But none of the defenders wanted to be the one to get a roughing the passer penalty and lose the game. For so they weren't even trying to tackle him. They were just kind of herding him like border collies. <laughs> so congratulations, NFL. You've got the, the defensive players too scared to actually tackle somebody. Which is horrible. Yeah. Because the game suffers. Yeah. So... Anyhow. At that point, just put a couple of flags on his belt and call it flag football for yeah. the quarterback. Yeah. You know, just... Yeah. yeah. And if they could sell that, they'd do that. If they but, could sell that, that'd be the first thing they did. Yeah. But they can't sell They it. can't sell it right now, so they're not doing People it right like now. People like my bar- They like the barbaric. They like the guy lying on the ground. Uh, like the Steve... Gr- um, not Steve. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. His uh, fucking foot broke. Yeah. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Now, San Francisco don't like that. No. But everyone else is like, oh, wow, look at this yeah. shit. <laughs> or the, uh, who was it? The, uh, the, uh, for, the, uh, Washington. Commanders. Or, yeah, but back then they were the R word. And it was Joe Theismann, that's what I'm thinking of. The Joe Theismann leg break. Oh, God. Um, yeah, that, uh, that thing. Fracture was played and replayed and downloaded and on YouTube and people want to see that. They they Alex enjoy seeing that. Alex Smith hit us too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's it's kind of along the lines of preventing all crashes in NASCAR or taking out all the fighting in hockey, you know. They could do it, but then nobody would support it in the numbers they do exactly. now. Exactly. And then if you want to talk about NASCAR and it's one of the safest sports around. It really is. Uh, you know, I God bless NASCAR because a lot of the technology in our cars keep us safer is tested in NASCAR. NASCAR yes. <laughs> what a so, perfect scenario! It's like, yeah. look, you do this on this guy going 200 mile an hour, and then uh, you know what? If he's okay, you're going to be okay going 60 or so. Yeah. So we get a benefit from NASCAR, <laughs> whether yeah. we watch it or not. Yeah. And as far as Gil Her- uh, Earnhardt goes. He could have wore his Hans device, but he chose not to. Mm-hmm. He chose not to, and he paid the price. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's... It's like the people who choose not to wear a helmet. They ride a motorcycle. They want to be an organ donor? Good for them. Yeah. Whatever. So. Uh, 
Anyhow, switching gears here, the other day, I was listening and editing one of our podcasts, right? No. Okay, in the Talk is Cheap, uh, in the Talk is Cheap studio. Yes. Um, you know, I got my TV over to the right, uh-huh. and then I got all the uh, podcasting equipment in front of me on the mm-hmm. desk, okay, the computer, all that stuff. The groovy entrance is around the side. Yes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's got to be on the west side because uh, all the people on the block can't see it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, uh, uh, anyhow, um, I was sitting there, and I was listening to our podcast, right? And my my TV was on still. Mm-hmm. I was looking up there and seeing pictures of St. Thomas and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, cool. All right, well, I want to screensaver mode, so I'm just going to leave it alone. It's not making any noise. I can hear yeah. the podcast. So, you start talking about Honda and their origins, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Was it five minutes later, and what do I have a still of? The new Honda SUV. <laughs> Even our TVs wow. in still mode are listening to us. I was like, what the fuck? Gosh. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, it's so pervasive. That's too much. Yeah. Makes you just want to shut off everything. Yeah. But, you know, I guess we can adapt, you know, if, if we just set our minds to it that we are constantly being analyzed and researched and quantified and marketed to, yeah. then realize that anywhere you are, even in your own home, no matter what you're doing, you're being measured in some way. Yes. Yep. It's, and it's, people worry about, oh, the government's tracking me. <laughs> yeah. No, the advertisers are tracking you. <laughs> Amazon's AWS is tracking you. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> um, another thing is, I mean, it's no different than radios and podcasts. They track you listening to us. Yep. We can go on there and look and see a rough draft of where people are listening to us the most. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, it's pretty cool, but they have that technology. Yeah. So and I'm pretty sure they can hone in to where you're at. Even. Oh, yeah, because we're just using passive measures. You know, yeah. you download and we get that information, but there's a whole lot more active measures being used all over the place. And yeah. it's... It started out as, oh, you're just paranoid, and, and but now it's pretty much widely accepted as this is our new reality, and instead of the huge outrage, people are like, yeah. eh, it's making my life easier, so yeah, yeah. I don't care. No, oh, I don't want to hear anyone bitching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait until uh, law enforcement starts using that in order to catch criminals. It's like, hey, we know you were at this location because all your targeted ads were showing up on the screen there. (laughs) That's when you're going to start hearing outrage. Yeah. But I didn't give permission. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. When you signed in, you gave permission. Yeah. Oh, speaking of giving permission, every year around around the uh, Christmas holiday, uh, the Ancestry... Uh, companies start really advertising, you know, the genealogy ones, do, or the DNA oh, testing, I get it, I get it. connecting with family. Well, yeah. So, just a friendly reminder is when you send your DNA to like your doctor for testing, examining, whatever, you've got confidentiality and security and privacy. Yes. When you send your DNA to one of those 23andMe or Ancestry.com, it is public information. It says it right on there. Yep. And uh, they can sell your DNA for fun and profit. Any law enforcement agency can access it for anything they want. You are giving free access to your DNA yeah. by when you send it into one of those DNA things. So that's okay with you. You know, do it. But just remember, that's what's yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, uh, so uh, some other stuff going on. Uh, I don't know if we want to get funny or want to stay topical or what do you think? Let's talk about people who think they are just the shit, but really aren't. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you can. Everybody can think of some people that that are way too in love with themselves. Yes. And think they're they're so cool and so hip and so influential. And yeah, I know people that don't have a pot to piss in to think that. Yeah. That have done literally nothing their whole life, and they think they so. Or or have become has-beens, or yeah. have become just like caricatures of their former self. Yes. The one that leaps to mind right away is Madonna. Oh God. <laughs> Talk about desperately hanging on for attention. 
Wow. Yeah. You're Look. you're embarrassing yourself, Grandma. I'll go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Madonna should have stopped a lot. She should have just wake Grandma gracefully. Yes. And that was it. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah. no. Nobody wants to see her half naked at this point. Trust yeah. me. Well, Except the people who like, you know, wrinklysaggyhooters.com yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there probably is a place like that. Oh, I'm sure there is. If there isn't, there is now. If there is now. Someone's <laughs> like, hey, that sounds great. Yeah. Well, here's another one. George Clooney. Yes. He is so smug and so full of himself. He's like, well, he's, he's like the male Martha Stewart, you know. You should listen to me, and I'll tell you what to do, because you're stupid. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the attitude that either he's, one of them has. Yeah, he's been <laughs> smug like that since day one. And he never really changed from that. I mean, mm-hmm. now nobody gives yeah. a shit about him. Even they, he's even more smug. Yeah. It really doesn't make sense. It's like, just go bang your hot wives or whatever yeah. gracefully, uh, I don't know, in Italy or something. Get the fuck out of here and leave us alone. Well, he, you know, he grew up and you know raised as a pretty boy, and everybody wanted something from him because yep. everyone liked to look at him. People could make money off of people a, looking at him. He's an Uncle Rico. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, you want to watch me throw this football? No. <laughs> I'm going anyhow. You ever think about going back in time? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Vote for Pedro. Yes. Um, let's see. Oh, here's another one. Bono. Yeah, Bono <laughs> is a classic example. Yeah. It's like even people who like him admit there's just something about him. He's just like this total piece of shit, but he he does all these, you know these politically correct things and these, you know, generous things, but God, the guy's just a piece of shit. He is. <laughs> I mean, for someone that makes all his money in America, he sure bashes us. Oh, God, he hates America with a passion. I'd like to see him. He and make... Bob Geldof. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, How are they going to make money anywhere else besides America? No one else really gives a shit about it. Yeah, when we got the deep pockets over here. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, people care about him. But they don't have the deep pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Um, any Kardashian. Yeah. They think they're just so wonderful and everyone should base their lives around them. They think they have all the answers. And yeah. It's just sad. You see, they've got a, a replacement now for the Kardashians. Kardashians. There's a new show called Meet the Colpos. Oh, yeah. The Colpo Sisters. Yeah. Just, just another bunch of worthless people. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, of course it's always females. It's not a big family of guys because nobody watched that. Nobody watched it. Yeah. They tried that. Wahlburgers. <laughs> yeah. Didn't go over well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I can, I can sum up that show and pretty much any reality TV show in one sentence. People with ugly souls doing ugly things. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's your reality show. That's it. You're right. <laughs> Oh, and if it's a competition show, there's some big giant countdown where everyone chants, Five, four, three... Oh, God, this just... You might as well just say, I'm an idiot and I can't Stop. think for myself. Stop with the chef competitions. Oh, one. It's God. done. It's over. That's so awful. Oh. It's just the most awful thing. <laughs> All right, here's now someone else who's... Uh, who thinks they're greater than they are. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh. <laughs> Did anyone ever give a shit about this guy? I, no. I'm struggling to think. You know, it's like he he burst on the scene already supposedly a hot item, and all I saw was somebody who dressed poorly, had bad choice in guitars, mm-hmm. and declared himself to be the master of something that he could barely, he barely scratched the surface of. Yes. Like, I'm done with rock. It's like, okay. He's like, he conquered it and he was all done. He's yeah. moving on. It's like, no. Yeah, it's like, can you go You away? fell and skinned your knee yeah. and now you're running home to mama. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's a good one right there. I mean, all of them are obvious, but that's a really good one. Yeah. Because people don't tend to think about him because that's how irrelevant he really is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, 
last week, Thursday night football came and went, and I didn't even think about it until the next morning. It was like, oh, yeah, there was a game on last night. The only reason I knew about oh, well. it popped up on my, on my phone. Yeah. And it was like uh, the Bills against the Patriots, and we knew that the Patriots were going to get their fucking ass smacked, and mm-hmm. they did. And it's like, okay, all right, tell me something else. Yeah. And that, that's how irrelevant Thursday night football is now. Is I, yeah. I told, and when I did remember it was on the night before, it's was like, oh, I didn't even care enough to look up and see who won. Oh, yeah, you know Just what? Just didn't care. <laughs> I got to think of why Al Michaels did change. He doesn't like the flex because he doesn't like having to go coast to coast. Oh, you're right. He doesn't like the traveling. Yeah. So I thought about that. They so throw much. a surprise on him. Mm. Yeah, so this one, he knows they can't flex Thursday night. Absolutely. So he knows where he's going. He can get there as early as he wants or as late as he wants. Yeah, it'd be like Madden. He can just drive there if he doesn't yeah. want to fly. Yep. That's very smart. Yeah. Well, here's one I know you'll have an opinion on. Howard Stern. Yeah. <laughs> he still thinks he's the, the, just, just the tits, and he's God, not. He's no. I looked up the other day about, he he had Dana Plato, the actress, on his show, and he opened up the phone lines for people to just savage her and ridicule her and tear her to pieces. Yeah, the next day she was dead of an intentional drug overdose because yeah. she was so humiliated. He Thanks, Howard Stern. He's done that to a lot of people. Yeah. He's a piece of crap. He took a fragile person who was desperately trying to stay sober in the pre- right the beginning. To where, yeah. to where they killed themselves. Yeah. Yeah, he, he let his listeners call in and just rip her to shreds and laughed at her. Well, now people are knowing. I mean, people are jumping off of his wagon and grows. Yeah. He doesn't have nearly the fan base, anything even close. So, if yeah. I was serious XM, I'd start looking for that next guy right now. Mm-hmm. Because it's not going to be long. Yeah. Gosh. Well, let's see. Uh, that was a great one. Uh, let's see. In a, in a broad category, every elected politician... Yeah. They think they're bigger and more than they are. Here, here's here's what I think is a healthy way to look at every elected politician. There are employees. Yes. They work for us. They're responsible to us. They report to us. I'm not going to go bow and wave at some motorcade when the motherfucker drives by because he works for me. Exactly. And if I don't think he's doing a good job, then I can vote to kick his ass out and replace him with somebody. So why am I going to bow to scrape to any president included? They work for me. They work for you. They work for everybody, all of us. They're our employees. They're our bitch. Yep. Quit treating them like celebrities. Yep. How about Amy Winehouse? Oh, yeah. What was the big attraction with Amy Winehouse? I never got it. She I didn't did. sing nothing. No. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. May your five-year-old neighbor have all their violin lessons during all of your hangovers. Pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Yeah, Amy Winehouse was one of them that uh, I never understood. Yeah. She had talent, but not that much talent. 
she kind of seemed like a, a one-trick pony. Yes. And she really didn't necessarily have anything new. She was recreating the sound of the past, kind of like Adele was. And there was, like, one other at the same time that was, like, the big vocalist. But, yeah, and then everyone was celebrating Amy Winehouse. Oh, amazing this, amazing that, and how tragic. And to me, she was just, she was a one-trick pony who had a really trashy lifestyle. Yeah. And I don't she, miss her. Okay, and she had plenty of opportunities to clean up. Yeah, yeah. She had more than enough. More she than most mocked people. them in song. <laughs> she had that song called Re uh, Rehab. So. Yeah. Well, it ended up getting her too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, so. You're coming up with some good ones. Um, let's see. Yeah, you know, I left my, uh, I left all my stuff at home. I got mm -hmm. some stuff written out on this one. I had some too. We'll oh, do yeah. next. We'll do next podcast. Okay. Right after whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now you can throw in like Angelina Jolie because yeah. she's kind of, you know, she was more that way 10 years ago, 15 years ago than she is now. She's kind of disappeared. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she has too. Yeah. And I think some of that is just the fact that nobody cares, so they don't get any camera time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Angelina Jolie did not age well. That didn't help her. Yeah, I mean, she's a pretty freaky person to begin with. And then uh, she got the reputation of uh, adopting children of color just because it was good for her career. Yes. Uh, that, was the thing, that was the thing that a lot of people didn't like was she exploited them. Yes. Yeah, she exploited her children very successfully. Yeah. They were on every tabloid, I know, everywhere. And it's like, don't do that because you don't see all these pictures of Louie. Mm -hmm. Or you, you know what I'm talking about, uh, Sandra Bullock's kid. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. She'll throw out a bunch of pictures of Louie. Mm -hmm. I believe her. She's in love with this kid, you know, the best thing that ever happened to her. She's crazy about him. Yep. And you know what she did? She quietly went away and raised him. Uh-huh. She didn't throw him up everywhere. There's like maybe a couple of pictures of him. Yeah. And that was it. She went and did a little press off, like the, I don't know, she like something night, like Letterman or something, and talked about it for a little bit. But that was it. Yeah, yeah. Any one of those children that Angelina and Brad adopted would have been better off with parents who weren't famous. Yes. Because being raised in that media storm isn't good for anybody. Well, I'd like to see how her kids turned out. Yeah. You don't hear anything about that, do you? Mm -hmm. Let's see, one of them had uh, HIV. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, that's the first one, Pax or something like that. Angelina mm. Jolie's kid. Yeah. Or adopted kid. I'm trying to remember, there's one called Sahara. Yeah. Uh, see, that's how important they were. I can't, I don't even remember the names. Yeah. Even they, were, they were splashed on the headlines every day. <laughs> yeah. You see, and to me, it's kind of cheap because she's taking kids that she can buy her way. Mm -hmm. Into them doing okay. Yep. Why well, don't you take some crippled kids or some kids with autism? There you go. You really want to do good? Uh huh. Hit up some of these kids that, in quotations, nobody wants. There's yep. a lot of people that appreciate them and respect them, and, and I do because mm -hmm. uh, I, I have It's not they're doing family. something really bad, it's just they could have done something a lot better. Yes. But they're they're doing what they're doing because it serves their interest. Bingo, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm glad they have the kids, yes. Yeah. Because they're going to be fine, hopefully. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like you said, they, they, they're they doing it for their own interest and it shows. And not to mention the fact that they were able to buy their way to the front of the line ahead of other people who've been waiting for maybe a year or two to adopt. Yeah. But Aunt Brad and Angelina bought their way to the front of the line. Lovely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Equal under the law, my ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, somewhere Jennifer Aniston was giggling. Yep. Uh, yeah, you just signed your death warrant, buddy. <laughs> she knew it. Yeah. Another, another, uh, a similar situation. You're familiar with the the show Pitbulls and Parolees? A little bit. Yeah. I watched a little clip of it, but I haven't watched old Yeah, They started in California, and then they moved to New Orleans. Okay. Um, it's a woman whose husband is in jail and keeps managing to extend his own sentence because he's a credible moron. So she has a soft spot in her heart for parolees. 
So she has this pit bull rescue, and she hires parolees to work there and work with the dogs as kind of an, a rehabilitation and stuff. And it's run by her and her two daughters and their yeah. significant others, etc., etc. And they've been on the show. They've been on the air for roughly ten years, something like that. But what they gloss over all the time is she will only help male parolees, no women. She doesn't give a crap about any woman in prison anywhere for any reason or any circumstance. Doesn't give a shit. She only helps men. She surrounds, surrounds herself with young, strong men, parolees. Do you, do you think there's an underlying reason? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she wants to be queen. She wants to feel, you know, wonderful with all these men calling her yes ma'am and doing everything she says because her husband is such a piece of shit and wouldn't stay out of trouble and even when he got into prison he kept getting more and more offenses you're right yeah you're right so she wants young strong healthy men around her that she can look at and control because as soon as they step out of line she kicks them the hell out yeah you're but right. she will not even consider bringing in any woman Unless they're marrying into the family. See, That's that the only be, women that ever get on the show. so shallow. Isn't it? She yeah. doesn't care about parolees. She no. only cares about attractive male parolees. Yes, exactly. That's who she cares yep. about. So, yeah. So, she's a fraud. Yep. Wow. Well, you come up with some good ones. They went my empty coffee. Sorry. Oh, okay. It was empty. That's good. Do you want another? No. No, I think I'm going to hold off. Okay. Anyway, so that was kind of fun, but fun to make fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all of them were brilliant, I think. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, I've got seven or eight at the house, and I'll bring, like I said, I brought the wrong notebook. Oh, okay. So, anyhow, uh, well, I had a bunch of stuff. Long story short, we're getting the pad, uh, some of the foundation repair, and it's going to start tomorrow. So I got carried away with some of that shit and running late, so I ran out with a notebook. <laughs> but it was the wrong one. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> Come here and it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is something else. <laughs> one of the things about the city market is it's important that we get out early to get a good seat. Yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, because... This is where it all began. Yes, it is. And I just can't beat the atmosphere here. We've tried to go other places, but mm -hmm. this is it. Yeah. We do enjoy our, you know, our locations. You know, we were down at the river. Uh, we did a Cabela's. Yeah, the Nashville trip was a lot of fun. That was. Coincidentally, I'll show you uh, when we get home, but um, we got a huge hub in Nashville. Nice. A huge hub. I'm sure they all go to the Filthy Bean. Probably Rick is probably showing them the, yeah. you know, some of his uh, lattes and his specialties and the terrarium-like place. Maybe they some, took some pictures yeah. of us while we were there and they got them up on the wall. Like, you can only hope. Uh, well, he wants to start advertising on two douchebags and a microphone.net. Ah. He wants to do a banner ad. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I was emailing with him, and he said that he uh, I showed, I snapshot the numbers and sent it to him. He said, no, he said, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not talking about much money. I mean, we're talking about free coffee is what we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but Enough that's money right. to pay the toll. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do plan on going back to Nashville and doing some more shows. So we'll, yeah, you know, nice we'll to yeah, have. Stuff right. to do. Yeah. Maybe you and I have both hit up the Gibson Garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That thing's cool. <laughs> so, uh, the other night I was thinking, um, uh, Went uh, down to uh, Bass Pro, and the grandkids got to go, you know, to Santa and everything. I'm like, thinking, man, yep. I wonder, I wonder what a mall Santa or a Santa, you know, at Bass Pro would not want to hear when a kid's entering the lab. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you see so Santa's eyes get real wide. <gasps> there he is, and all of a sudden, here comes this little turd. Okay. So, this to me, I devise a little list mm -hmm. of what Santa does not want to hear the little kid jumps on his lap. Yeah. Number one, this is my first day without diapers. Guaranteed, guaranteed something on his lap. Man, I, yeah, I would think every Santa like that would would like stuff one of those waterproof piddle pads down their shorts because they know someone's going to have an accident on them. You know, they probably have a dressing room there. <laughs> yeah. They don't go home with that fucking pissy thing on. 
you know, they drop it off right there and say, hey, when I come back tomorrow, I'll make sure this fucker's clean. Really? I got pissed on four times and a little kid fucking squirted Hershey syrup at me. Then you find out that the kids got hep C because their mom was a drug user and you're like, oh, I'm going in, I'm going in a little bit of that. Hep C urine <laughs> on my lap. I get kind of close to that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're jumping ahead there. No, 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 no. I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny how we go to places like that. It's automatically. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, interesting you said that. You'll find out a little bit later. Okay, so with the first one, you know, my first day without diapers, you have to follow it up with, what's that warm feeling? Get off me, you little fuckhead. Get him off me before I punch him in the face. Anybody got some of that sawdust shit that we can, like, spread around here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wonder why people even do it. <coughs> you think it's a goodness in their heart? You think they're perverts? Or you think they need money that bad? Gosh, or is it not? I don't know. I don't know. You know, if they need the money that bad, then you probably shouldn't be putting your kid on their lap. Yeah. Um, and if they're just really in love with Santa Claus, then they probably have other mental problems, too. Yes. So. <laughs> Their parents con constantly lie to them, which leads to a lot of problems. That's true, yeah. If you're saying, this is Santa Claus, then you know parents are liars. Weird. Yeah, yep. Right, yeah, that, yeah, it's probably a dying tradition. We'll see. Wait, I think it is, too, because, I mean, COVID killed it, and I thought it was never going to come back. I really did. I kind of hoped I it thought, wasn't. I thought, yeah, me too. I thought that was done. Yeah. I mean, now a lot of people just call Santa. They have video chats with them and stuff. Well, that makes more sense. It does. Email Santa, text Santa. Yeah, the other day I, I went to the porch and I called uh, the youngest granddaughter. I called her up and played Santa. Mm -hmm. Nice. But a little bit later on I heard her mumble something about uh, Santa's papu or something like that. Santa or something. And I'm like, that little shit. She knew the whole time. She saw right through you. Yeah. And I, thought I, was, I thought I was getting her good. I'm like, hee, hee, hee. You know, I'm doing the whole thing. Well, little Lena, what would you like? Yeah, and I was just doing it perfectly. Oh and no my. cars were coming by to like disturb it. No yeah. dogs were barking. And I got done. I'm like, man, she's really freaking out. So she's in there. She's like, yeah, I hate that dog gets Santa and all that stuff. I'm like, good. Then later on, I heard it come out of her mouth. And I'm like, ah. Like, yeah. thanks. Thanks for getting my hopes up. Yeah. Got to work a little harder yeah. to fool that one. Yep. <laughs> kids are much smarter than we ever give them credit no, for. No they kidding. catch on to stuff much quicker than we. I remember when I was young, yep. I caught on to stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah There's some things that went completely over my head, but the others are like, uh, they think they got me fooled, but. Mm. <laughs> Down the road was a couple of gay guys, which was kind of unheard of back in the oh, late yeah. 60s, early 70s, living together. Mm -hmm. That was unheard of part. Yeah, you get your house burned down. Yeah, yeah. The people were like, oh my god, you can't do that. You know, whatever. You know, that fucking stupid shit that they used to do. Yeah. So, I remember my parents saying something about, oh yeah, they live together, they're friends. And I remember thinking, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, I didn't even know about sexuality. I could tell. I'm like, yeah. Uh-uh. No, I smell bullshit, which we're going to come up on a little bit later. Yes. Yes. With, with a fancy new promo that we have for Ooh. Yeah. You will, uh, you will hear it on here. Yeah, I, I already copied all those. Oh, did you? Yeah. Good. Good. So, uh, okay, let's see. Number three. Mommy said for you to call the clinic. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh. Ho, ho, ho. I'm talking about your mom. <laughs> that, that's something that you know, sounds innocent enough that a mom could tell a kid, go tell Santa. <laughs> he needs to get a blood test. <laughs> I knew she was a dirty leg, but my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Get all choked up here. bitch the next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> so okay, uh, number uh, number four is mommy said something about child support should be her gift. <laughs> I 
Man, these Santas are having a bad day. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> they it makes you wonder why they even do it. I mean, yeah. you know, sooner or later you think they'd be like, no, no moss. Nah, nah, <laughs> I'll be nah. an elf next year, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, boy. And that's another thing. They don't do the elves anymore. They don't have the little people dancing around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think they found it demeaning? Probably scary for the kids, too. Oh, fuck yeah, like clowns. Yeah. They should outlaw clowns. No, really. (laughs) Number five. The police in the lobby said, I'm the last one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you'll see Santa jump and run. (laughs) (laughs) Get off my lap, you little fuck. Santa's got to go to the North Pole. <laughs> Santa's got to buy a new identity. <laughs> Santa's got to get the fuck out of here. Oh see, God. I could see Mr. Creepy being Santa. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Creepy. He probably has been a mall Santa. I'm sure he has, and he probably can't do it anymore because, you know, when they go to hire him, certain things come up on the computer. Yes, he's on certain lists. Yeah, so yeah, like, so. you know what? Yeah. Which he, you know, Mr. Creepy should be. We should all be protected from Mr. Creepy. Yep. Mm. Yep. Uh, Mr. Creepy's first name is Dwayne. That makes sense. Dwayne Warrington. And I can't say his last name. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Notice there are a lot of serial killers that have Wayne as their middle yes. name. Yeah. That's yeah. just kind of weird. So it makes sense to Mr. Creepy has yeah. Dwayne in his first name. Yeah, there's Mark. That was David Chapman. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of the Waynes. Or then there's Madonna Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that would have been uh, um, <laughs> Marilyn Manson's first guitarist. Yes. <laughs> that was brilliant. They're that was so guys. good. Marilyn Manson, Madonna Wayne Gacy. What was the other Twiggy one? Ramirez. Twiggy Ramirez. Yes. That was a good one. Fucking <laughs> brilliant. Yep. So, okay. Number six. The guards check your thermos and pits you out. <laughs> so and that's all I got on this one because like I said my real list is at home yeah. that's the stuff that I copied off of and I added to mm-hmm. so anyhow uh, that's you know we're going to be closer to Christmas next uh, next podcast anyhow so so we'll have more alright alright so <laughs> yeah, you want to go into I Call Bullshit or you got Yes, something? yes, let's, let's do the I Call Bullshit. Oh no, it looks like someone's on their high horse again. It's another episode of I Call Bullshit. Bullshit. Like, uh, like previously mentioned, I Call Bullshit. Today, I Call Bullshit on Motley Crue, specifically Nikki Six. Yeah. Because there's some things going on there that we just think is just complete bullshit. Yes. Uh, do you want to go with yours first, or do you want me to go into mine? Well, um, I'll just I'll introduce it. I, I saw an article that popped up saying that uh, former Motley Crue singer John Karabi was saying, I don't believe Mick Mars wants to retire from touring in Motley Crue. I think he's being pushed out. And that really got me thinking, and I started looking into it more, and uh, he's got some good points on this. So Yes, he does. And the funny thing is, is I was writing out the I Call Bullshit segment mm-hmm. when you sent me that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I've been checking into it. <laughs> yeah, I thought that would pique your interest, definitely. Yeah, it did, definitely. But uh, the main thing that John Karabi was saying was that Mick Mars has not been heard from in all of this. All of the communications have been coming from basically what's this would mean Motley Crue corporate. He signed a contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A buyout. Yeah. And he can't say that. And uh, he was saying that the guys have been on Mick Mars's butt for years. He said as far back as the Generation Swine album. I remember that, too. I remember <laughs> Mick almost quit. He admitted it. Mm-hmm. He said that he didn't know what they wanted out of it. You know, they wanted this new, weird, kind of almost techno fucking beats grunge sound because it's in the mid-90s. Yeah. And they were Motley Crue, the old band at that point, and they're, like, freaking out, trying to come up with a fresh new sound, stupid haircuts, just got Vince back. Yeah, it's 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 actually a fairly common uh, 
point in the development of a band is they've made a name for themselves in a certain style and, and whatever, and then times change. Do you, do you keep going with what you are as a band and what you love doing, or do you change with the times and try to piggyback? And I think that's what the rest of crew wanted to do, is just let's be whatever's popular now. Well, and Mick the, Mars is like, no, let's. I want to do what well, I want to do. Well, to the dance. Yeah. Right? If you look at the masters at it, and that would be Alice and Ozzy, mm-hmm. they knew how to do it. Yeah. They didn't go full force into it, full, full face first. No, you just use some of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the smart way to do it. But, mm-hmm. And as Karabi said... <clears throat> Both acts did very well in the 90s. Yeah, they did. Um, he was saying that there, there are a number of Motley Crue albums where uh, Mick Mars didn't even play. Um, yeah. And, uh, in fact, John Five was one of the people who subbed in for him. Yeah. So they've been they've been bickering and fighting with Mick Mars for a long time. Yeah. And passing it off as one big happy family. But... Uh, well, we know how Vince feels. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing they can do about it because he's not part of the band. No. He's a hired gun and they cannot get rid of him. He's an employee with a contract. in Vegas right now, which yep. is complete shit, because that breaks the contract even more. But, mm. yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, what was the other... Um, you had some uh, points that you were going to throw out. Oh, yeah. Um, it was uh, that Mick Mars, if uh, the way they're presenting it is he doesn't want to tour anymore, he'll still be a member of the group, but they don't say anything about whether he's going to play on any of the albums or anything. So it's like they're carrying him as a name, but they're going to continue to have other people play on the album. Or people like us. Yeah. For people like us. Who like the original lineup. Yes. Yeah. People like us who are going to go fly to Vegas and spend money on their residency because, you know, 20-somethings so don't get they can't just right. X them out. they got to go, well, he's still part of the band. Yeah. It's just this final stuff has really got him down where it was getting better. Or, well, not getting better. He had to play. Yeah. Yeah. But but here he, here is Mick Mars is, is looking for bandmates to go play some live gigs with. That doesn't sound like a guy who's ready to give up on live performance. That's like sounds like somebody who's you know wants to keep doing it and he's looking for other opportunities. Yeah, because uh, he just got fucking etched out of the band he was in. Yep. Oh uh, well. Uh, uh, Motley Crue has become a money making machine more than a band. Yeah. At this point, and it's very sad because uh, yeah. on here, and I, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. I call uh, Nikki in some musical how I'm stirred. Yeah. He's making fun of and becoming the people. He's become the people that he used to make fun of and protest. Yeah. And, and bar their barbs at and yep. say they're the problem in music and all that. Well, yeah. There was a, a famous song by The Who where the guy sings the line, I hope I die before I get old, because yeah. he didn't want to change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people wind up embracing yeah. the change because, gee, life's just easier and more fun and I make more money this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they think, what am I going to do with all these tattoos? <laughs> all they're doing is like wrinkling and like looking, looking nasty now. You yeah. can't tell what they are. You know, people... People like Willie Nelson. He's going to do what Willie Nelson does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't matter. He doesn't care what's popular. He doesn't care what other people think. But others is like, you know, chase whatever the latest fad is. Everybody please like me. Another one on more of an R&B or rap is uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. He's never changed. No. he's Snoop Dogg is always Snoop Dogg. If he you like him, fine. If you don't, yeah, it's fine with him, too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was crazy. He was he was on that show with Martha Stewart? Oh, I know. My wife watched that. She said it was pretty fun. I, and you can tell Martha people. Stewart's a stoner. <laughs> Would have to be. And then the rumor that he's banging her—I don't know if that's true or not. Uh. I don't know. I would think Snoop would have better options. I would think so. he would have better taste than that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Some people just like banging famous people. Yeah, they care be, who they are or what they, they are. Love the story, or it could be complete bullshit that's fabricated to make people talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that being more than anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's as old as time to make up, you know, interesting stories about so like any late night talk show, Johnny Carson or that style. 
when the guests come on, they tell the little stories. I mean, it's all stuff that's been written in advance for yeah. them and been rehearsed, and yeah. it's all fluff. I, I, I don't see the appeal of that type of show anymore. But Well, yeah, and it shows with the shows that are on now and how lack of they are. Who is it? One of those late-night guys, he gets an enormous amount of his content sent to him for free by uh, watchers and listeners, etc., uh, he'll throw out a That's tweet. That's the late, late guy. Yeah, uh, send in your worst wedding story. Send in your worst yeah. employment interview story. Okay, it's because he's too lazy or too stupid to come up with content himself, it's, so he throws that out and say, hey, send me free content, and then I'll do my job Reagan. for me. <laughs> lazy morning radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But people eat it up. It's like, oh, I get to be on the show. My tweet's on the show. It's like, you're an unpaid employee. Congratulations. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you made this company, this network, and this post a lot of money today. Yeah. And now you feel good about yourself. Nope. <laughs> okay. You could have right. gone out and made yourself some money. but. <laughs> well, anyhow, January 28, 2014, Motley Crue signed a cessation of the agreement. It, uh, it came into effect at the end of 2015. Individual members would be subject to a lawsuit if the agreement was broken. Mm -hmm. This is a lawsuit between each other, so, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so anyhow. Yeah. Fast forward to 2022, the crew announced that Big Mars would no longer be a part of tourism. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, the contract was essentially that all the original members of Motley would have to agree, and then if that does not happen, the tours will not as well. Uh -huh. So it has to be all for them because the old Vince split up, left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 you know, if it's not all of us original guys, then forget it. So. Okay, so that could put the pressure on Mick Mars to say, go along with it and pretend it's all hunky-dory or yeah. none of us make money. Yeah. So, been rumored most of the stadium tour that Mick's spinal joint disease was worsening to the point of not being able to tour. Yeah. It's not a secret that the rest of the crew hasn't liked Big Mars' style for years. They felt like he was holding them back musically. Uh, I, I don't get that. You know, I don't get that either. He's no. a guy who wrote, a, he wrote most of the stuff. And he can play he pretty stuff. much any style or anything they, that he wants to play. Is it? I don't. I don't. I, that, that sounds like that line itself. I call bullshit on that. You yeah. know, he's holding them back musically. Okay, you guys are free to write whatever you want. <laughs> That's a lame, and see if you can get it on the album. That's a lame excuse <laughs> to do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. So a week ago, Carmine Apathy reported, or a piece, I think he's a piece, he was Minneapolis. Just the way people start calling their names, their brothers. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. Carmine Apathy, or whatever, a piece, reported to Classic Rock Online that Mick had contacted for touring to support his solo project. Doesn't sound yeah. like a guy that's wanting to slow down, does mm, it? No. Finally, John Karabi, the former singer of Crew, chimed in. John replacement Snell for the one album, a disastrous tour, and the album Billy flopped as well. Oh yeah, I heard they were they were like using their personal credit cards on that tour to keep to keep it financed yeah. and keeping it going. Because they were that adamant about showing Vince. Meanwhile, Vince is out doing solo uh, albums and tours and doing uh -huh. great. Yeah. Hmm. John stated that a buyout was on the table for Mick Mars years ago and the band did not like his style in the band. Vince was brought back by uh, necessity only. The band hired Vince back not only as a group member but to be paid for not as a group member but to be paid for performances. Yeah. I call bullshit on Motley Crue. Mick was paid to exit. So Nicky is the musical Howard Stern in my opinion. He became the people he used to make fun of and said he would never be like. Yeah. Yeah, it's about it's about keeping the money flowing in. That's that's really the basis of everything that Molly Crew is doing right now. All of it. And the music itself is not being served. They're using it as an excuse to justify their actions, but none of this is going to make their music or their performances any better. No. It's just all about keeping the money going to who they want. I agree. Man. Yeah. Oh, well... Well, anyhow, I call bullshit, so does Christopher, and this is our I call bullshit segment of this show. You know, it's, it's a shame that, I guess bands do have a natural lifespan, 
and if you they exceed do. that lifespan, then things just turn ugly. But, well, being like Motley Crue, it's go. <laughs> so genre specific and specific yeah. and all that. Yeah. 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 yeah there are a lot of bands from that time that just can't do it anymore. This a group of people that I think are kind of funny and interesting and apparently very conflicted with themselves are the people who identify as vegans. Mm -hmm. um, like the fake liberals, I think there are a lot of fake vegans out there who are doing it for the attention and the approval more than any kind of deeply held belief. I agree. Um, but I started I started thinking about veganism and how it fits in. Um, now we all eat living or formerly living things to survive, you know, vegans included. You know, vegans eat living plants. And they mm -hmm. eat, you know, fruits, etc. Yeah. Um, now, should the vegans wait for these fruits and plants and things to die a natural death? Because they are actually taking a living thing and killing it and eating That's it. That's a good point. Um, a lot of these things they kill and eat while it's still alive. They, well, they, they kill it and eat it, or they eat it while it's still alive. And the plant dies while it gets digested. So it's not the act of killing another living thing to eat, apparently, that bothers the vegans. It's whether or not the living thing knows it's being killed or can feel pain. But that seems a pretty specific point to hinge everything on. Um, basically, these vegans are going after plants that are trying to reproduce. That's right. You know, an apple tree puts forth a blossom, and then it gets pollinated, and then it grows this big apple full of seeds, to hoping to reproduce, and a vegan comes uh, along, yanks it off, and it eats it. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's a pretty brutal thing to do, you know? It really is. And, you know, they, they, they get angry at meat eaters for eating veal, but, hell, they're eating pregnant plants, they're eating plant babies. They're eating plant uh -huh. mommies. That's true. <laughs> and, and what's really weird is the ones that dress up their plants as animals before they eat it. Oh. Like they'll take the plants and make a hamburger patty out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If it's so wrong, why are you want to pretend to do it? <laughs> and, then, and then another thing is, is you see all the preservatives and additives and everything... And, like, the people that want to do it for a healthier living mm -hmm. aren't even going to touch them. Yep. Because they have to modify it and put all this stuff in it and all these nitrates and everything to make it taste like meat. And how many animals were killed to make all those ingredients yeah. and ship them to the factory? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but, you know, if they're going to dress up their food as something that's wrong to do... Uh, do they also dress up their lovers as four-year-olds? <laughs> do they role-play raping nuns or, uh -huh. or murdering orphans? You know, I mean, that's all wrong stuff to that's do. That's a good question. <laughs> They'll yell at us, you know, eating meat is terrible, but I want to pretend to eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Really? The it's thing like, that's so awful and terrible, you want to spend your day pretending you're doing yeah. it. <laughs> what is up with these people? I don't know. <laughs> no wonder they're so weird. Like they're all conflicted. Yeah. Like, just call it tofu. Mm -hmm. Don't call it tofurky. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't look at my sixty-one-year-old wife and pretend she's four. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, I remember hearing an interview of, of uh, uh, Die Hard Vegan. This is on NPR, of course, our, our favorite NPR. Oh yeah. Um, and. Uh, they were, they were asking him specifically about, you know, where do you draw the line? He says, you know, any animal that can feel pain or, or is, you know, conscious of pain, etc. And then the guy said, well, what if they discover plants can feel pain? Yeah. And the guy's like, well, at that point, you know, you just have to stop caring because, you know, we're humans. We have to eat to live. So, you know, you just have to go eat. No. So he's completely willing to throw away his beliefs if it's not convenient for him. That's fucking, yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. so that kind of, that kind of defined it right there. <laughs> and I remember asking someone, it's like, because they felt it was wrong to kill something and eat it. So it's like, okay, you're out in the woods, 
and a deer comes walking by, and a tree branch that was loosened in a storm falls and kills the deer. Is it okay to eat it? It lived its full natural life. You didn't kill it. You didn't cause its death. It will no longer feel pain. Is it okay to eat the flesh? And, the, and she said, no. No, animal flesh. Oh, that was terrible. That's, that's just, oh, it's just poison. It's bad for it. It's like, but it's okay for a coyote to come along and eat it? Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's natural. That's fine. <laughs> that defies all life. I know. So the only way she can, I guess, justify that is by pretending humans are not a naturally occurring life form on this planet. Everything else that's on this planet gets to live by all these survivalist rules, etc. Right. But humans, we're so special that we have to live by a different set of rules. It's like, no, we're part of this planet. Yeah. We naturally occurred on this planet. We're okay. part of its ecological biome. Yeah. What we do is natural for this planet. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if, if something came from you know, another asteroid or, or outside the solar system came here and started changing things. Well, that's not natural because they're not from here. Yeah. Humans are from here. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever we do is natural. <laughs> Blame yeah. our big brains, but <laughs> yeah. you can't pretend humans are outside the rules that everybody else gets to obey, like eating and, and surviving and reproducing and making a home for yourself. And, Go. We're the douchebags. <laughs> oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Whew, man, that smells. 